1: Welcome back to Turot's Life, and I am now joined by a luminary of the Leeton area, David Urell. Firstly, David, how are you, and uh, whereabouts are you on a day like today?
0: Uh, Toby, I, I live in Yanko, a little town uh, about four four miles from Leeton, uh, which we... and um, You go some places, and, you know, most people never heard of Yanko, but... Uh, if we say Leeton, or we're about forty miles from Griffith, yep. everyone knows where Griffith is. So uh, we live in a, a very uh, the Murrumbidgee irrigation area. Uh, a lot of fruit, uh, wine, and uh, rice. All sorts of crops. It's a it's a great area.
1: It is a great area for many things, and including uh, horses and harness racing horses, of particularly young horses, which you're synonymous with young horses and such a, a wonderful strike rate over so many years that records don't go that far back, but of your last 164 wins have come at 27%, which is an amazing strike rate, Dave.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, um, Toby, I always had a uh, a job and, uh, and I only ever worked two or three horses <laughs> and, I, and I was probably pretty fussy and, they didn't measure up. I, I didn't work them. So uh, I always had horses that could run a bit.
1: Well, let's go right back. It's Leeton Breeders Plate. And in 1975, I've worked at, you would have been 28 or 29 years of age. So you must have been just making your way as a trainer. I'm, I'm not sure if uh, there's a family history, whether, whether you got into harness racing uh, prior to this or who, who got you into harness racing, David?
0: Well, um, I come from a, a horse family. You know, uh, my uncles were jockeys. Yep. Yeah. And, and Dad was an amateur rider too. And uh, But I started in the trots with uh, Mr. Lang, Mr. Stuart Lang, yep. when I was about 14. And uh, I drove some good horses for him right from the word go because he had some good horses. And probably, you know, he, talking about high power, uh, precise laugh, Precise last uh, was a brilliant mare, but bits, bit bit uh, loose in the head between the ears. Yeah, and yep. uh, I can always remember Mr. Lang saying, uh, they've, "They've started this mobile racing in Victoria." Yeah. Anyway, so he said because she wasn't very good away from the standing start, and uh, so we put a ladder. He put a ladder across the back of the ute. Yeah, and. Uh, we went round the track and we got her going away, and we went to Wangaratta. And I oh got it a long time ago. Yeah. And, uh, and she blitzed them. And then we took her to Melbourne for the Oaks, and Richmond last won the Oaks that year. Yeah. So it's a long time ago, Toby.
1: 65, 66, I'd say.
0: Yeah, probably about then. Uh, anyway, uh, but that's where I started with, with in the trot with Mr. Lang.
1: Yeah, wow. So he obviously gave you a pretty good grounding and pretty good education in it as well.
0: Yes, yeah, Too right. Uh he, he 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 always had good horse and he entrusted me to drive his horses when I was only young, you know, but uh Alan Harpley and Neville Allen from Leeton, uh Alan Harpley was from Junee, uh they they were his main drivers. And then I come along and uh he gave me a lot of drives which was great.
1: So going back to what I mentioned earlier, you were 28, 29 years of age. It's nineteen seventy five, and you've got a two year old called King Adroit. Tell us a bit about King Adroit.
0: King Adroit, uh, Les Stockton, uh, he had a he had a farm here at what they call Cardial, and uh, Les uh, bred him, owned him, and uh, he was a very very nice young horse. Uh, he won a won a two year old at Griffith. Yeah, and then on the morning of the Breeders' Plate final, he actually sold him to a uh, Mr. Tom Ford from Melbourne. Yeah, and and uh, uh, Mr. Ford wanted to, Brian Forrester to drive the final, and they said, oh, I'm "I can sell him.
1: Yeah, So he, you had to drive him, or you were there was going to be no sale of the horse, and. You got the drive. Can you remember uh, where he drew and how the race was run?
0: Yeah, I, I can remember Nelly exactly, uh, Toby. Uh, we drew We drew three in the final. Uh, Bill Sweet from Victoria. Now, where was Bill? At Chiltern or somewhere? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had a horse in it. And I had another horse in it that, in the other heat that... Uh, he runs second to, to Mr. Sweet's horse and I was turned into the straight when he went past the post and he, that horse, I can't remember his name off the top of my head but he he, he won like a real good horse and he would have started favoured in the Breeders' Plate yeah. and and so he would, we drew, drew three, he drew four and Brian Forrester's dad had a, a uh Quite a, a curry game. He he drew five, and he, he said that horse of uh, Bill Sweet's is a bit a bit towy. He said if we make a bit of noise, he said, that might help us. Yeah, yeah. So we did, and unfortunately, Mister Sweet's horse galloped, uh, and my horse uh, The other horses, but. In back in them days, you know, stand and starts, you had to
1: have a horse that went away good. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, so there was a yes. bit of there was a bit of cunning in you. It wasn't he had a good horse? I reckon Bill Sweet by the name of Kalimna King wasn't him, was it? Him? That,
0: that that's that's the same. That's the horse Kalimna King. <laughs> he was a very good horse, Toby. Yeah, yeah, he was a very good horse. Yep. He won the heat of the Breeders' Plate by the length of the straight because I was just coming into the straight with uh, my horse. Uh, and and Bill uh, went past the post. But I, I, the key. I,
1: I think you've touched on something that's been the beauty of the Breeders' Plate over the years. It wasn't always the best horse that has won it that's been in the field. I know, you know, sometimes it's the best educated horse, particularly when it was a real early-season two-year-old race. That horse that was well-educated had a greater chance of winning the race, didn't he? He had a
0: huge advantage, uh, Toby. Uh, he had to be uh, to go away from a standing start, and especially you know back then, Breeders' Plate time there was thousands of people used to come yeah. uh, on on New Year's night. That was huge the Breeders' Plate, and you know there'd be forty bookmakers there.
1: Yeah, and, wow. Uh,
0: it was big, and and you know a lot of young horses. Uh, the start was just into the straight, yeah. and you know the big crowd there, so a lot of horses. So if you had a horse well educated and go away fast, that was a huge event, and that's what happened with King Adroit.
1: He went
0: away like a rocket, and and it won the race.
1: Yeah, take us through some some other memories. I grew up. uh, I was ten years of age in 1990, and we had yeah. My dad had a couple of good horses back then: uh, late Brewster Barrel Boy and. Uh, there was a horse come out of the Riverina back then called No Identity, who was an absolute freak. He was a brilliant horse. He had th- yep. he had thirty four starts for you across two years, across twenty four yep. months. Thirty four starts, nineteen wins, ten placings. He was a great little horse.
0: He sure was. Yeah, I... hundred yards and he started coughing. Yeah, the next day he only went a hundred yards. So I went to the said to the owner, I said, "There's something wrong with this horse." He, he's he got a bad cough. Anyway, they got the vet to have a look at him and they gave him some stuff, Toby, and about a week later, he's back to pack and all this this junk come out of his nose. You know, he, and the vet said, he's covered up his lung. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the end of a two-year-old. Yeah. So I, then when he was three-year-old, his first start back, they used to have size stakes racing then. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'd... Tomorrow, He ended up. He won the Simpson Sprint at Harold Park as a three-year-old. You uh, know, I took him to Queensland as a four-year-old, and that made him. Yeah. Uh, uh, the trip away, and uh, he he was a very good horse. Uh, I nominated him for the into, into the Minion in Melbourne.
1: Yeah. And
0: and mm. uh, they they well they took it off they took him off me. You know, and I'd looked after him for two years, had a great record with him. Yep. And I lost him. Yep. So uh, anyway, uh, he went to, went to Brian, Brian Gaff. Yep. And Brian won the Ballarat Cup with him. Yep. And, and then he got hurt his leg. So he never got to the intermediate. But he was a very good horse, uh, Tabby. Fast. He was, he was fast.
1: Was he the best horse you ever had over these years, or I know there was another one, and we'll get to him in a minute. Who who you stay connected with, and um, I think he nearly the world came to an end when he won a race. But was he the best horse you've ever had?
0: Uh, Kid was probably not as fast as as No Identity, but he was probably a better race horse. Yeah, Kid you could drive him with with one finger. Yeah, he, was yeah. a lov- he was a lovely horse. Ta- and uh, he, he, he but the other horse could, uh, Toby, in a race, no, no identity, could be going, you know, at, in a race, and then in, in two strides, he could just accelerate and be going flat out, and he had a high speed.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did.
0: He, he could really run. But Kai kid wasn't as fast, but he, he was uh, just probably a little bit better racehorse.
1: Yeah. Ta- yeah. tell ta- ta- anyway. ta- Tell us about coima Kidd. You had him in your name for 22 starts for 11 wins, and then Darren Hancock trained him, but I, I think you remained as a part of, as part of the ownership of him.
0: Yeah. Well, this is, uh, you know, sometimes, Toby, uh, you train horses, and if the horse is slow, you never have a...
1: Problem selling them, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You don't have a problem selling them when they're slow. Yeah, yeah. 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 Once
0: you get a, a horse that goes good, then then people start telling owners, you know, oh, you'd be better if you took him here or you done there. And this is how I lost no identity. And anyway, Jack Ryan, who owned Kid, he come to my place three times before I took him, and he and he said, "I'll tell you what I'll do." He said, oh, "I think this horse is goes good." Uh one day, hopefully, he said, if he ever is, is, makes it and he's got to move on, you make the decision. And I, he said, I will give you and Ronda a share in it. Yeah, wow. And, 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 he, and that's what happened. He stuck to his word. End up with uh, one at Mooney Valley one night. And then Mooney Valley was going to get revamped. And, and I said to Jack, I can't keep going to you know, Ballarat and wherever because I've got a job. Yeah, and and he said, "Well, what I told you, uh, you you f- go where you'd like to go." And uh, he said, "No, uh, anyway, that's what happened." So I rang, I rang uh, uh, Hancock's, D- yeah. and Darren answered the phone. Yeah, and and I said to Darren, "I got a horse here. I'd want you to take, I'm a kid." And he said. Oh, uh, he said, "What grade is he?" And I said, "He's an M 2 Yeah. And and he said, "Oh, we don't want him." He said, "We've got uh, Sovereign Hill and Added Again, fast class horses." Yeah. Yeah. No, I said, "That's all right. You know, that's fine. I'll, I'll 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 ring Brian." And anyway, I wouldn't I wouldn't have walked uh, twenty yards out of the house. And next thing, Rhonda says, "Darren's on the phone." So I go back and I said, "Hey, hello, Darren." What happened? He said, Well, when I hung up Dad and Leon Jurd, he said, They know every horse that's racing in New South Wales. Yeah. And they I said, Who was it? And I said, he said, Oh, David Urell. What do you want? And he said, Oh, you've got Kai McKit. One day, train with him. And they they
1: said to they said to Darren, You're mad, get back on the phone and go and get hold of that horse.
0: He said... Get on, back on that phone as quick as you can," he said. "He's one of the best young horses. Anyway, that's how. Anyway, so Jack was true to his word. Yep. Uh, the next morning, when we got home from Melbourne that time, uh, when uh, we raced at Mooney Valley, Jack was there with the transfer form, and he put me in. His word was his word. Yep. So you know, I put all this time into that horse and and got into that level. Uh, uh, and then, because he, he, he was working with Adder Again and Sovereign Hill. Yeah. Who were open class, so he went to a, he had the ability Next to level. go to another level. Yeah. And, that, and uh, but anyway, that, that's what happened, how Rhonda and I got a share in him. Uh, so uh, he won the group one in Queensland. Yeah. And uh, he, he, should, he was unlucky, he didn't win the group one in Adelaide. He got chopped off in the straight. And then he, then he won that heat of the Dominion, beaten Courage.
1: Carry uh Where Dan Malecki famously said the world might be ending. Were you there that yep, night?
0: Yep, yep, yeah. We sure were, and because uh, we were sat in the in the the, the owners and trainers uh, part of the stand, right opposite the winning post. Yep. And uh, and and Toby, it was probably the greatest thrill I've ever had in the race.
1: Wow. Because
0: you know, we could see he won by a neck. You know. And uh, uh, just to get to that level, you know, because uh, 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 that's the pinnacle, the, the dominion,
1: 100%. And, uh, and, uh,
0: and to be part of it, and he run third in another heat, and he made the final. He hit the gate in the final. Yeah, yeah. The plan, the, the plan was that he, he drew one or two. He was going to be first out, and coach were going to lead.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's going to leave. and and they both anyway. Uh, John Justice won that with the uh, Shake Shake
1: Shaker Maker, Shaker Maker, and I. I actually did a show on that on Shaker Maker winning that race, and I still think it's the greatest harness racing field ever assembled. It was an absolute amazing field of horses that ca- that came together in that two thousand inter Dominion for a million dollar race, which was our biggest race ever. At the time, yep. <laughs> just, I know you ran 10th, but as you say, what a thrill to be just a part of it.
0: Yep, exactly. And, you know, uh, Shaker Maker was, you know, he was probably, you know, probably 20, 30 metres better than Kai McKeith. He was out. Yeah. And John, John, another ER horse, in it too. Uh, safe, and, Hancock, safe and
1: sound? Safe and sound. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah,
0: but, you know, they were all good horses. They were, You know, you, you take any of them out of the field, you'd be glad to take one home.
1: Mate, uh, we'll wrap it up shortly. Uh, you still got a horse or two, obviously, going around. I'm not sure the little filly, Rock of Joy, is going to quite reach Kaima Kid or No Identity levels, but she's not a bad little filly all the same.
0: But uh, Yeah, I had 10 starts for four wins and uh, two seconds, two thirds and two unplaced. I, yeah. I only got a just got her back again this morning actually she's had uh, had a month in the paddock and uh, there was nothing here the races here at uh, Christmas time Toby are for four year old and older
1: yeah yep
0: so yeah, anyway we thought a month ago that'd be a good time to give her a break but uh, nice little filly lovely little race mare whether she ever makes you know goes right up I I doubt it you know but He's going to win some races,
1: mate. Um, Mick Boots is chasing this breeder's plate uh, pretty solidly. He's buying horses for it, I reckon. Or did, yep. He had a horse with you, Jaden's Castle. And to be honest, I can't remember him having too many before that. Was that one of his first ventures, Jaden's Castle? It was a very nice horse. Yeah, yeah.
0: He, he, I reckon that uh, Michael and Chris Woods owned him. Yep. They bought he They bought him as a yearling. I went in and had a look at him at the showground. He's only a yearling. And uh, I said to Chris, you know, yeah, buy him. And he, he was a nice horse, James. Nice race horse. He got beat, a, got beat a nose or a head in the four-year-old.
1: Vic Bread. Four-year-old,
0: yeah, uh, Vic Bread. Uh, one of Neil Day's beating. Come down the outside and just beat him. It was, uh, but, yeah, Michael's bought a lot of horses lately. And I saw that two-year-old of his win at uh, Cobram. Chivalry. Yeah, got it. Went good.
1: <laughs> it went real good. I was there. I was actually there that day, and oh, yeah. I spoke to Mark Pitt afterwards. I said, "Pitty, when's this horse in next Breeders' Plate?" And he said, "Exactly, mate. That's what he's aimed for."
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we we we, you know, went around the Great Pioneer. You know that Michael had bought a nice Squeak blue horse from New Zealand, hmm. the fair straight. because he won it last year too, and uh, and. uh that horse had a couple of trials, and then uh, I suppose we were all much sure we watched him
1: that day at Cobram. And he never gives the others a chance, did he? No. Dave, um, thanks, thanks so much for coming on for a chat. Absolute some magic memories, and and you're an icon of the Leeton area and, and the Riverina with so many great horses and. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, coming on for a chat. And uh, you might even see, I'll be up there myself on Monday night. If you're there, I'll make sure I find you and come and say good day. Yeah, yeah, come and see me. Uh,
0: yeah, all right. Yeah, lovely to chat to you. And thanks uh, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you.
1: No worries. Thanks, Dave.
0: Right, thanks, Davey. Bye.
1: There is David Urell, the absolute luminary of harness racing. He is in the Riverina, and great to get some memories from him.